Welcome into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thanks for joining us here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner. My name is Chris Small, and here's how you reach out to the show, 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030. And also online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. On today's show, we're going to get a word of warning from an investing legend, the Oracle of Omaha, Mr. Warren Buffett. But first, before we do that, let me check in with... Uh, I don't know if I can call you guys the Oracles of Ohio. I just did. It's going to happen. Uh, Nolan Baker and actually Scott Osborne this week subbing in for Scott Kirshner. Nolan, Scott, glad to be with you. How are you today? It's good. Yeah, you've got the two military guys uh, holding down the hot seat today, holding down the fort, as you say. Living the dream. <laughs> glad to be with you guys. Glad to share in knowledge and honestly take advantage of the knowledge that you guys are going to impart with the listeners this week as they get closer and closer to retirement, things they need to maybe uh, consider and, and obviously not just presenting the problems, but offering solutions as well. So Let's go ahead and jump right into it. You know, President Biden has a laundry list of expensive new programs he's pushing, and he's proposing tax hikes to pay for them. That's no secret. Unfortunately, we recently found out that these programs are going to cost at least $700 billion more than he projected. That's billion with a B. Uh, He's promised that the only people who are going to be affected by the tax hikes are those who make $400,000 a year or more. But business executive Andrew Puster tells CNBC that taxing that segment of the population won't raise enough money to fund all those programs. Well, you need a lot more, and, and you're not going to get it from that income group. But eventually, he's going to have to tax people that make a lot less than $400,000 a year. In fact, if you look at people making 50000 to $200,000 a year, that's where really the income is. There's $5.4 trillion in income, uh, which is going to be a very tempting target. So I think everybody needs to expect a tax increase, not just the people that uh, make over 400000 so, gentlemen, what do you think? Is he right? Do you think the rest of us should expect higher tax rates in the future? I absolutely think that all families should be prepared for higher taxes. And I think, you know, what we need to realize is what politicians say in the reality is often very different. Mm. You know, this has gone on for a long time. I mean, politicians say anything that they want. I can remember the old famous quote that we used to talk a lot about with uh you know, former President Bush saying, Read my lips, no new taxes. Of and of course we we know what happened. The other thing that I would say is important here is, you know, we can use history as a guidance to give us some insight in regards to, you know, what higher taxes could look like. So, you know, the history of taxes has been around for a long time. If you go back to like 1913, the top bracket was 7%, you know, of income over 500,000. A little bit later, we got into World War One, where, you know, tax rates jumped up quite a bit. So, the highest income tax bracket from then was, you know, 15% in 1960. It went to uh, 67% in 1917. So again, in 1916, the top bracket was 15%. The next year, it jumped to 67%. Wow. And then the following year, in 1918, it went to 77%. So, you know, wars are expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, you can look at the Depression, another example of where Congress, you know, raised taxes again in, you know, 1932 during the Great Depression from 25% to 63% on top income earners. Uh, We had World War II as an example. Even looking at, you know, 50s, 60s, and 70s, I mean, you've got three decades of top federal income tax brackets remained high. 
never dipping below 70%. So it seems like, Scott, we've gotten used to the fact that tax rates are going to be low. I think a lot of people have gotten used to the fact that they're not going to raise taxes for families that make over 400000 But if we use history as a guideline, that may not necessarily be true. In fact, we just finished up last week a, a conference that we did. We teach the Retirement Wealth Academy. Scott is one of the professors that teaches the class. And this month, we were talking about tax planning in the new reality. We were talking about, you know, some of the myths of how things were in the past versus, you know, what the new reality is today. And uh, we did hit on a lot of these topics that we were talking about uh, at our university class that we did this week. Yeah, and I think one of the big things that we talked about in the class, too, is for the president to say we're not going to raise taxes on those who make under 400000 a year, you have to listen to the words that they're saying very closely because we know that the the Trump tax cuts are due to expire in 2025. Mm -hmm. And so when I say I'm not raising taxes on those that make less than 400,000, you know, they're talking about income tax, but what they're not saying is, hey, we can still let the tax cuts expire, which is still gonna manifest in higher taxes for those folks. So you have to listen to the words they're saying pretty closely. I mean, the other portion that you look at too is, yeah, we might not be raising income tax, but there's still, levers that they can pull and, and it's on the agenda if you look in the details around capital gains and the state tax other things that they're looking at they're definitely looking at raising taxes uh regardless of what your income level is so yeah you know letting those tax cuts expire is exactly what he's saying is not the same as raising taxes and the tax cut and jobs act of 2017 was the biggest gross tax cut in american history it was over 5.5 trillion dollars in 10 years some of the people that may be listening or some of the people that we talk to say, Nolan, you know, we don't make over $400,000 a year, so we're not really at risk. But for those of you who are listening, if you have a retirement account that is greater than $400,000, you also have to keep in mind that that retirement account has not paid income taxes. So ultimately, when you leave that money to a loved one, like a non-spousal beneficiary, like a kid, Usually at some point, the taxes have to get paid. Mm -hmm. And that's another area where we're already seeing the laws change. So going back a year ago, there was something called a stretch IRA where people could stretch out the taxes over their entire lifetime. And then nowadays, that law has changed where they've gone away from being able to stretch out the taxes over their entire lifetime to shortening the time frame down to 10 years. And in fact, there's still some upcoming guidance coming about things like how are required minimum distributions gonna apply to inherited IRAs. So history shows us that tax brackets have been significantly higher for almost all income earners, not higher income earners. So let's talk about what you can do. So if you're listening today, and you feel that your family's tax rates could be higher in the future, what do you do? Scott, what are some of the things that we can do? And maybe I'd like you to touch on a little bit last night or last week, I should say, you, you went through um, the tax checklist that we've put together and maybe uh, highlight some of the things that are on there and important things to look at when you go through a checklist. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot there. The tax code is gigantic. So there's a lot of levers you can pull and there's a lot of strategies out there that people are not really aware of. Now, obviously it's unique to every person's case, but you know, a big one that we talk about is with charitable giving. You know, if you're, if you're doing a little bit of charitable giving here or there, maybe it's not impactful, but if you're doing, you know, a tithe at church or something of that nature, you know, you used to be able to write a lot of that off, but now with the increased standard deduction, it's a little bit harder to do that. So there's some levers you can pull in terms of maybe we, we batch two years of giving at one time. 
um, just to leverage the full standard deduction next year, but get the full impact of the giving that we're doing this year. You know, there's a lot you can do in terms of harvesting capital gains and things of that nature uh, in a charitable fashion as well. Um, you know, one other one that we talk about a lot is if you have some investments that have capital gains on them, you know, maybe you, you pay your 15% capital gains tax on that to keep your income low and then do some Roth conversions with your tax deferred account. So, you know, there, there is a lot you can do. And again, like we we, when I was here with Kirshner a couple of weeks ago, I said the same thing. If we can optimize by just a couple percent, it might not seem like a lot that year. But if we can optimize by a couple percent every year and we keep those funds and we keep those dollar amounts in our accounts and we let them compound, you know, over a 20 or 30 year retirement, that is a significant change in your, uh, I'll say, trajectory from what your accounts can look like. Yeah, 3% difference over the course of uh, somebody's lifetime can dramatically change where you end up landing at, so to say. And uh, something that we can also do is we talk each week about uh, different software. Um, you know, we're more than happy to have a conversation with your accountant. And one of the things that I would recommend that you do now that tax season has just finished up for the tax filing time frame is schedule the next meeting with the CPA. They might need to take a week or two uh, as a break here that tax season's <laughs> sure. ended. But, you know, in a month from now, schedule a time with either us, with your CPA, with all three of us to work together to create your 2021 uh, tax roadmap. So the tax roadmap is taking a look at ways to strategically begin to shift money from the tax deferred to the tax-free categories. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more after the break about Roth conversions and how those work and some other ideas, but you know that can be a way to determine you know, how much, if any, should you be looking at converting before the end of this year? I think 2021 is going to be a fantastic year to be able to still take advantage of some of the tax law changes. You know, here we are a little bit over the first 100 days in, and you've got sweeping, massive executive actions. I think the most executive actions ever signed by any president ever. Um, luckily, none of those have immediately impacted taxes, but... Uh, you know, you may still have time. And again, this is something that we want to get ahead of. If you're worried about your own family situation, taxes, uh, that's an area we can help with creating the tax roadmap for you. The software that we use, if you want to check it out, maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer, we use a software program called Tax Clarity. And Tax Clarity is one of the softwares that help you get a tax roadmap put together. Again, because a lot of spending has happened in this Biden administration, and that money has to come from somewhere. Uh, they haven't outright said that they're going to increase taxes yet. Again, and, and uh, the terminology there, they're not going to raise taxes on anybody making $400,000 or or less. Uh, that is what they're saying. But there are ways where taxes can still increase uh, with the, the Trump tax code sunsetting. The elimination of the stretch IRA is a tax without outright calling it a tax. There are ways that they can still increase the amount that you're paying to them. So being aware of that and maybe game planning to prepare for that and, and go ahead and pay your share, but uh, pay as little bit as possible. Start developing that plan with America's Retirement Headquarters. All you have to do is pick up the phone, give a call, schedule a time to speak with them, 419-794-3030. If you have questions about your particular circumstances, obviously we can only give generalized information here on the air, but sitting down speaking with them. And uh, as we're going to break right now, we'll open up the phone lines if you want to give a call and, and have that discussion, 419 794 3030. You can also visit them online, America's Retirement Headquarters.com. We have a warning from the man they call the Oracle of Omaha. We're going to tell you what Warren Buffett says you should be concerned about coming up after the break. This is America's Retirement Headquarters here on News Radio 1370 WSPD and 92.9 FM. Yeah. 
The topic of retirement brings up a lot of different emotions. For some, it's exciting. For others, it's terrifying. Many of us are just trying to keep our heads down and hang on to our jobs until we get there. But that doesn't mean we don't worry about it. Nolan Baker and his team at America's Retirement Headquarters see the worries about retirement every day. The worries about the stock market and recessions and getting sick and whether your money will last. Not only can they help you retire in the future, but they can also help you retire your worries today. Give them a call at 419-794-3030 and schedule a meeting to discuss your thoughts and concerns about retirement. It's a chance for you to get some opinion and insight about what's on your mind. Maybe it's a first step to retire your worries about retirement. That's 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Guys, I have a hard time wrapping my head around this one, but the movie Top Gun is 35. It actually premiered this week back in 1986. There's a sequel called Top Gun Maverick that has been postponed several times because of COVID. It's now tentatively scheduled to be released this November. Fingers crossed. Welcome back to America's Retirement Headquarters with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner. Scott Osborne filling in for Scott Kirshner this week. 419-794-3030 is the number. Also online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. There is a new survey by Morgan Stanley that finds that among people who have a million dollars or more, those who manage their money themselves, getting nervous about the market. In the past month, the percentage that have gone to cash went from 7% to 16%, over double. And those who consider themselves bearish rose from 36% to 42%. What do you think? Is this an indicator that we should be paying more attention to? It really is something that people need to be paying attention to. I mean, when we look at investing, the basics of investing are pretty simple. You buy low, you sell high. And I know over the last couple of months, we've dedicated some shows specifically to how to invest in the stock market bubble that we're in right Mm -hmm. now. But the market is an all-time high. So you want to be careful about the fear of missing out. So a lot of people want to get to the party kind of late and decide to get into the market when the markets appear to be doing good. You know, we can see last week with a couple of days in the market, it just shows how kind of concerned the market is about things like inflation and things like the the government, uh, you know, decisions and the direction of where things are headed. So as an American, I want to be optimistic about the future. And I think long-term investing in the stock market is still a great place. But Certainly not a bad time to take a look at ways to get your risk under control. The good news is, is the stock market has given investors a second chance. So again, things are still at or close to record high. And if you go back to 2020 with how fast things turned in the opposite direction with the stock market, You know, if you're listening today and that volatility is something that you're not comfortable with and you don't know how much your risk is in your portfolio, you want to get a measurement of that risk and you want to make sure that you do have a really uh, good understanding as far as the level of risk that you're taking within the portfolio and get ahead of that. Maybe there's some ways that you can take some of the profits off the table Uh, that gives you the ability to be able to buy back in when uh, prices go lower you got to know what you're doing. And uh, again, there's there's great tools and resources that are out there. Uh, one of the tools that we utilize in our office is called Riskalyze. allows an investor to kind of pinpoint what the risk is in their portfolio, determine, you know, if their allocations line up with what their goals and objectives are. And it's, you know, good information to know before something bad happens. The other thing that I would say is investors really need to know what they own. You know, so if you own a whole bunch of different mutual funds, you know, do you really know what you own? I think uh, Scott and I, we were talking in the car uh, last week when we were driving up to the event and, 
He was doing a review for somebody who had like, you know, 50 different mutual funds. You know, how do you know exactly what you own <laughs> when you have 50 different mutual funds that have uh, hundreds of different stocks? You end up with, you know, a lot of overlap, style drift, and maybe a portfolio that's not very optimized. Uh, again, tools through like Morningstar uh, can help with those analysis to be able to determine, you know, where is their overlap and where is there too much risk? And it's something that we've seen happen in the past. You know, if you go back in uh, the early uh, 2000s or the late 90s, you know, people thought they were diversified because they had 10 mutual funds. But since they all owned a ton of technology, uh, when the dot-com bubble burst, that was a painful lesson for investors to find out. And we don't want our listeners to go through those painful lessons. Uh, the other thing is, is we also don't want you to make knee-jerk decisions and just change because, you know, one headline or one bad day in a market. You really need to know what you own and why you own it and the reasons why you'd sell. You know, one of the things that we like in our portfolios is we like companies that have very strong balance sheets with a lot of cash in the bank. We like companies that have very low debt and very good return on equity. So, you know, if and when the economy goes south, which at some point it will, if the company has a very strong balance sheet, a lot of cash in the bank and low debt, they should be able to weather through that storm. And because of that's maybe our long-term growth bucket of money, maybe you don't have to worry so much about what the market's going to do today or tomorrow. But I guess anything in addition that you would add to that, Scott? Yeah, I think it's interesting in, in a couple of areas. One, when we talk about the amount of investors going to cash, you know, you have a dichotomy there because we've also seen since last November like the highest amount of new investors entering the stock market. Mm -hmm. So you talked about that fear of missing out. And I think a lot of people are experiencing that. I mean, basically they had said from November of last year to now, we've seen as much money enter the market as the previous decade from people just going crazy buying. And obviously that's driving a lot of the, the price going up. But with that said, you know, from an, how does that impact me as an individual investor? I mean, I, I always go back to what is the process? You know, what is your process for investing? You know, if you're trying to time the market, that's, uh, that's dangerous territory. I don't think it's a good, it's not a good process. Um, it's not repeatable. But, you know, when we look at our holdings and a lot of our accounts, you know, at a minimum, we want to look at it and rebalance it once a year where we can at least, as the allocations have performed a certain way, with some discipline, sell things when they're higher and buy things when they're lower. So that's an easy way for even somebody who's doing it themselves to say, hey, at least once a year, I'm going to rebalance my account back to a certain percentage of each one of these holdings. And that's a good gut check for yourself because if you have, you know, 50, 60, 70 holdings, that's a chore. And you probably have some, you know, redundancy mm -hmm. and then some gaps. So if you're building a house with that investment portfolio, you got some parts of your house that have eight foot thick walls and then you got some big gaping holes in your your house as well. So you might need some of those gaping holes with the prices of lumber, right? <laughs> that's, that's very true. <laughs> Not a good time for it. Which, you know, kind of brings up another good point. You know, you look at inflation. And we're going to get to that in just a second here. But let me give out the number really quick. If you don't want to do it yourself, if you don't want to uh, manage and rebalance, or you just want a second set of eyes on it, there's nothing wrong with that, getting getting a second opinion and kind of seeing where you stand. Maybe you, you don't know how much risk you actually have uh, in your portfolio, in your plan. And that can kind of be a gut check as well. Maybe you find out that there's a lot more risk in there and it could be uh, a big problem in the future if the market does, not if, when the market does take a downturn. It's better go and find out about that now rather than when you're in the thick of it. America's Retirement Headquarters is as easy to reach as picking up the phone, giving a call, 
3030 or scheduling a time on the website, America's Retirement Headquarters. Dot com. Speaking of inflation, like you said, the Oracle of Omaha made news recently by focusing on something other than the markets. Warren Buffett warned his Berkshire Hathaway shareholders that they should be paying more attention to the rising inflation rate. We're seeing very substantial inflation. It's very interesting. I mean, we're raising prices. People are raising prices to us. And it's being accepted. Take home building. I mean, uh, you know, the cost of uh, the costs are just up, up, up just every day. They're, they're going up. So if Warren Buffett is worried about inflation, does that mean that we should also be concerned? Possibly, right? It, everybody's situation is a little bit different. I had mm-hmm. a conversation last week with you know, some clients, and uh, they have a nice retirement nest egg saved up. They live pretty modestly, and uh, they don't have any children. Their assets are still actually growing faster than you know, what they're spending them at. So somebody in that situation... I maybe wouldn't worry too much about inflation, but for most average retirees, inflation is really a big deal. If you look at the news that came out uh, last week, U.S. inflation soared in April to a 13-year high. The Consumer Price Index shows you know, fresh data that's really stressing out the economy. Could have been part of the reasons why you saw some pullback in the market uh, during a couple days last week. The other big news that came out last week is you've got gas prices topped $3 a gallon for mm-hmm. the first time in six years. And it's, it's an area that you're seeing uh, kind of across the board. The rate of inflation over the past year jumped to 4.2%. Uh, that's up from 2.6% the prior month. And that's the highest level since 2008. So you're seeing it because of a lot of things that are happening. Of course, you know, we've, we've had pandemic, uh, which has also led to a supply shortage. We've got the supply chain breakdown. Uh, a lot of those are causing the price of goods and services to go up. Um, you know, I see some funny things on the internet on like Facebook, and you know, it's uh, I've got a four ply boards, and uh, I'm willing to trade them for a, a new Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no low ballers. No, low I know ballers. what I have here. Yeah. You know, if you go and you take a look at it, I mean, the weather's starting to get nice here in Northwest Ohio. So if you go online and you try to look at things for like a, a pontoon boat or some type of RV or recreational thing, you know, you've seen those prices really have kind of have skyrocketed. Um, you know, Americans are finally starting to dine out a little bit more. They're starting to travel. So mm-hmm. you're seeing, you know, prices going up on popular vacation destinations. Uh, you've got used vehicle prices shot up 10% in April. Prices on you know used cars and trucks have now uh, soared 21% over the past year. And the question becomes, is this short-term or is this more of a sign to come? And, you know, one of the, the, the side impacts, I think, about what the government has done is the government has put a lot of people in this country in the position of not having to go to work. I mean, we see uh, good local restaurants like Dale's and Waterville who had to shut down because they couldn't get service. Uh, on Mother's Day, it was raining, and my wife decided for Mother's Day she didn't want to go out to dinner. Uh, we called a, a local service that delivers food, uh, which most of you are probably familiar with, and they told us they weren't delivering. Uh, they didn't have enough drivers that came into work that day. Uh, the restaurant where we ended up going to get food ended up stopping taking orders just because they couldn't get service. Oh, they couldn't wow. get any, any people coming in. So, the, you know, the, the, the impact that this has caused, it's resulting in employers now being forced to, you know, offer higher wages to attract workers. But that's where some of these things could become more permanent and, and create inflationary problems over time. 
Well, and we have, it's economics 101, baby. I mean, we got increased demand in many, many, many sectors mm -hmm. with reduced supply. So obviously we have higher prices coming. I mean, we're seeing it right now. I don't think you're going to see this curb in the next 12 months. I mean, my personal feeling, and it's frustrating. You feel bad for a lot of these small businesses. You know, the service levels are, are suffering across many industries and it's not for lack of effort. I mean, it's lack of workers. And so you're seeing this, this increase in wages. I mean, that's going to get passed on to consumers. So it's tough out there. And I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. Something, you know, short-term, I think, could create, again, more volatility in the market. I wouldn't be surprised if that would be one of the more catalysts to drive the market short-term uh, down a little bit. Long-term maybe doesn't change your impact on your plan. Uh, it does bring up a good point, though. A lot of people use the old uh, good 4% rule of thumb when it comes to investing, and you know that being uh, you could take 4% out and it's going to be okay. But if your plan hasn't taken in consideration inflation, uh, again, another software to take a look at that we have access to is Right Capital, uh, where we can show you the impact on inflation and how it could impact the probability of success on your portfolio. So always got good ideas and uh, happy to help out anytime that we can. Because again, inflation uh, is going to be one of those factors in your retirement, even in quote unquote normal times, although that term, I'm not entirely sure what that means these days. But uh, over the course of a 30 year retirement, the buying power of your dollar is going to be cut in half due to normal inflation that may be getting accelerated right now. But it is something you need to take in consideration when it comes to your retirement, also taxation, also market swings. These are all major factors that you need to to put into play in your retirement plan specific for you. And if you need help with that, Again, America's Retirement Headquarters, just a phone call away, 419-794-3030. Also online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. And you can always find them online on YouTube and uh, via podcast, previous editions of the show on Spotify, iTunes, whatever your podcast uh, medium of choice is, always available there as well. Just look for America's Retirement Headquarters. And we want to thank you so much for joining us this week here on America's Retirement Headquarters with Nolan Baker and Scott Osborne. My name is Chris Swan. Hope you have an excellent week ahead of you. And guys, as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word. Yeah, great to be here. And again, just be cautious out there, folks. And uh, go online, America's Retirement Headquarters. Stop over to our events tab and sign up to come join us at one of our upcoming events. We'd love to have you with us. And in the meantime, have a safe and wonderful weekend and look forward to talking to you soon. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.